the commercial that they did where like the father sits with their kids in the uh, birthday and he's like with this thing on and he is like taking like 3D photos of his kids, but he looks so weird and it's kind of like dystopian where it's like, really, are you going to be at your kid's birthday with this? Hey, Stan, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hey, Ran, what's up? All good. Good, good, good. Let me read to you something. I'm reading from the Trustpilot uh, reviews here by Susie. She wrote, I have thoroughly enjoyed completing core design skill course. Can see huge progress. Um, the constructive feedback from Stan has been invaluable. Always kind and encouraging, but detailed and challenging. I was a complete beginner and he kindly created videos to help me guide me through things I was struggling with. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right? That's uh I'm so excited that the reviews are actually for for you guys versus the courses. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm those kind of things uh really help me in my work. <laughs> um I guess I've 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 learned a lot from other people. Uh, on I, my journey and being able to give back and help people and, and going the extra mile sometimes I, I really enjoy doing that so yeah that's nice kind of feedback how long have you been with flux like over is it two years or like a year and something like i don't even remember i think i started beginning of february 2022 that's uh yeah a, year a little over months. a year now year and a half closing yeah. in Nice. And she, I, I, I think it's weird. I don't even remember. How did you, I remember, I think Anna brought you on, but were you a student before from the community? Like how did, how did you find us or like, how did you get to work with us? Well, I started Flux. Actually, the, the actual beginning was years ago. <laughs> um, okay. So I've been freelancing for actual freelancing. I've been doing that since 2008. Um, but uh, full time in 2010, I would say. Um, and I've always, yeah, my story is a bit weird. <laughs> um, I've learned I'm 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 coming from gra I'm sorry, coming from graphic design, but then I discovered uh, through a, a, an agency where I was working at the time, uh, I discovered Action Script. This is really ancient history. Yeah, for, for Flash. Yeah, from Flash. <laughs> Funny, I was talking to a uh, like a super talented Webflow developer today, and I told him when I went to design school, I had to learn Flash. He was like, "I don't know what that is." <laughs> exactly, <gasps> we're old. <laughs> so uh, yeah, sometimes I'm I'm thinking about that, and I was like, "Man, this doesn't even exist anymore." <laughs> well, yeah. not as we knew it. But anyway, I was I was that allowed me to animate to 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 bring my designs to life right so that that was my introduction to web design so i i learned uh web design um from there but at the time i was um i was living in ecuador and where we lived was out of town so we didn't have internet or phones or anything so not even a dial-up <laughs> internet was uh, possible so every day i went to the internet uh, cafe to to download some some written tutorials and then this way I kind of learned to code and things like that because it I, I'm not per se a programmer but I did love the fact that I could make things interactive right 
well, anyway, uh, so I learned all those kinds of things. I make that's kind of a cliche story, I guess, but I made all the mistakes you can make as a freelancer. Um, so I occasionally I I follow YouTube channels uh, since we have YouTube, um, and that's actually how I found Flux because I want I've been just improving my freelance business and learning new things as well. So I've been following Flux for for a few years actually. And then eventually it was time for me to, uh, I wanted to, to buy a course. Um, I do that every year, I guess I invest a little bit. Um, and that's when I bought Web Design Become a Professional uh, course and the 6FF course, a six figure freelancer for people who don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why, where I started. So that was, got I think it, that got was- it, got it, got it, got it was a little bit before I, uh, and how, and how did you get into graphic design? Uh, I've been drawing since I was a kid. Uh, my dad was, um, but you're from the Netherlands, right? Basically, from... I think graphic design is pretty strong over there. I don't know if you grew up with that or not, but this, for me, it's like a very culturally designed, strong country, right? It is. It is. And there are some really nice, nice work coming from that tiny little country in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, my dad is an artist. He's he, he's Got a painter, and so I kind of grew up with drawing and and painting and things like that. And um, uh, yeah, I, I loved. I think I was eight or nine or something when my father taught me to draw in perspective with two and three point perspectives, not even the one point thing. <laughs> um, and that fascinated me, the technical drawing part. And I think that kind of, yeah, pulled me in the direction of, of going uh, to, 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 yeah, to build designs and make it all make sense as well. I still draw, by the way. <laughs> nice, nice. I also got into it from design, from drawing. Um, actually, it was the other way around, I think. I wanted to create like nice paintings, like digital paintings. And then we're like, okay, but you got to master the, the basics of drawing before, like understand light and shadow and shapes and all of that. So I did that and that led me into design, but it weirdly, like it was led me into doing stuff like logos and stuff like that, which is maybe related to drawing. Um, yeah, but I haven't drawn for years. That's awesome that you still draw. Yeah, I don't do it as often as I would like to. Uh, but I'm trying to pick it up again, uh, just to. Uh, um, I'm 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 a reader, uh, but I also like comics. So drawing strong positions of of characters, right? I really like that. How to how to display that? I, I should really pick that up a little bit more, uh, because it's a. Uh, I would say it's almost meditative to to escape the world a little bit for a moment, and just be there in that world of creating. Um, yeah, I I think. Well, maybe I'm sidetracked now, but if 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 uh, if I see my daughter playing, uh, there there are so many beautiful stories coming uh, into the world right at that moment. Um, I, I think that's one of the most beautiful things to to uh, uh, to observe. I, I'm not going to stalk my daughter, of course, the whole time she's playing, but sometimes I just notice that she's playing and I'm hearing the, the stories that come into the world, and I'm like, wow. And I, I think drawing is the same same thing. Right, you, you you create new stories into the world, and yeah, that's a that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> cool. So tell me, what are you working on right now that is not flux, like client work, other project that you're on? 
I'm currently working what on keeps a... you busy? I'm sorry? What keeps you busy? Oh, so many things. <laughs> uh, which is why I'm not drawing enough, probably. Uh, currently, I'm working for a client. I'm working on a uh, subscription model uh, for her uh, HR services. She's a business coach. Um, and she has developed a system to train other business coaches, uh, HR, HR professionals. And she wanted to offer a course um, and also the training materials, which is like a, a whole lot of uh, uh, exercises. So that's what we're trying to implement right now. Uh, personally, I'm working on stories. <laughs> I think storytelling in web design uh, can with the technology we have now, also with the internet speeds worldwide, I believe we can tell stronger stories. So I'm, I'm, I love uh, motion design. Again, that graphic design background coming, making things coming to life. Um, I think that is amazing by itself, right? If you see, if you see it in a video format. But I think with what we have, and also with tools like Webflow. I think we can do so much more, so much story rich. I'm not talking about WebGL or anything, because I think that's a whole different uh, kind of website. Um, but I'm talking about regular websites with with more fluent, not aggressive animations that really draws the user in and uh, also make it easier to generate a an emotional connection with a brand, basically like reading a book, right? If you finish a book or, or during the book, even you have a connection with the, the protagonist. And um, I, I think that can be achieved more strongly. Uh, this is so how do you, really how do you try to, I also know that's something I don't think is my strong suit, so, but how do you try to improve that? Like, is that also courses or like, what do you do to become better at this? Learning motion design. And then oh, yeah. uh, the actual motion design, so like video format, um, yep. but also then translating it, what, what would be possible to, to do on a website without it being video, right? We have SVG, we have, uh, which is ideal to make things responsive, but also keep it light. Uh, we have CDNs that allows for a little bit heavier uh, content to be loaded faster. So I think there's, it, it won't be full blown animations uh, disney movies or anything but yeah i do think we can we can majorly improve the animated part on your website but you not, are you practicing like after effects stuff or webflow animation like what it, both. specifically web, both yeah both it's it kind of it, going through the courses I'm, I'm working more after effects but then uh we have well, lottie files sometimes we can layer things like in webflow and Who do you take a course with, by the way? I'm currently at a motion design school. Got it. All right. I was it's just like, yeah, <laughs> I know school of motion because uh, I'm friends with Joey, the founder there. And I would, yeah, I wanted to enroll to there. Um, but I had to choose between either buying two courses with my course budget per year. <laughs> Got and it. Their pricing is a little bit higher, so I, I I haven't converted yet. But I've I've always wanted that school of motion was nice, <laughs> so maybe cool. maybe that's <laughs> cool. Have you seen? I just saw this week or last week that do you know Lottie Files, who are doing the archives of all the Lottie animation. They basically created now a plugin for Figma, 
where you can create the animations that you created inside Figma and you can export them as Lori files so that you directly take them to Webflow or something out of Figma. So you can basically skip After Effects, um, which is pretty cool. That's neat. I have, I've heard it. Uh, I haven't looked into it yet because too many things at the same time kind of get you lost. And then I would also feel guilty with myself that I spent so much time in After Effects. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually, yeah. I actually, honestly, I actually enjoy uh, After Effects. It's it's a huge... After Effects is is very cool, very very powerful. I think it would take like a lot of time to master because I think like Photoshop, it can do so many like a big variety of tasks. It's not just for motion design, right? It's visual effects. It's like tracking exactly. all these three D stuff, right? Yeah, you need to you need to learn those pro Photoshop, uh, but also After Effects. You need to learn what you need. For, for what you need. If you want to yeah. learn everything, forget it. By the time that you're done, yeah, you can retire, right? So I think so many web designers today, just because, you know, for a lot of, I wouldn't say basic websites, like Figma is enough. So a lot of people, I think, tr skip Photoshop completely today, which is weird. Like, as at the end of the day, if they really need to make adjustment to a visual or something like that, you need to master that tool. I believe so. Yeah. Even well, with maybe, you know, maybe soon, maybe soon you'll be able to just write the prompt of, hey, change the colors in this image and you won't have to master the tool. I don't know. Um, yeah. this the prompt, ge AI generated feel is pretty incredible. Have you played with it? Absolutely. I love AI. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it opens a whole new world of how I see things. I also, also sidetracked right now, but I also think learning to prompt creates better alt tags in your website <laughs> because you can people are learning to more literally tell what 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 you're going to see yeah right? uh, so i think that's good for accessibility in some some weird way maybe <laughs> um yeah but, but what do you mean but but alt tags can be written by ai i don't need to write the alt tags anymore myself right now no but it, it, yeah. sometimes it's hard to to uh, i remember creating alt tags most people don't many designers don't do it or don't skip it or do it very yeah. simple, which doesn't. For really... context, alt tags is kind of like in the code, you can describe what an image shows. So if people who are like visually impaired uh, browse through the website, it's like what you do for accessibility to, to make sure that. Yeah. 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 So by prompting, you're more describing more accurate what somebody's going to see. So if, if, if somebody's using a, a screen reader, uh, by learning how to more literally say what it is, I think it becomes more clear for this person who needs a screen reader to create a visual in their mind. Um, yeah, that it's di it's difficult to prompt well. By the way, I'm yeah. like I follow a bunch of people on Twitter in the AI space, and I was like, wow, how did you do that? And they put they put the prompt in the alt tag so you can see the prompt. And I was like, I could never describe things in that much detail. It's like it's tough. <laughs> Well, I, that that's one of my struggles this far. I'm I'm so used to like we talked about Photoshop, um, or, or even drawing. When I have when I work on a project, doesn't matter if it's my own or or part of a project for a client, but I have a visual in my mind. And I also when I create these uh, uh, these ideas, I also usually know how to make them because you you learn the tools right. Um, however, right now, what I'm struggling with most, for example, with Midjourney, is that 
it's not as obvious that it comes out the way I have pictured it. So you, you really have to master your the, the, the prompting to get as close as possible to what you want. And that's sometimes I've, I still think, and this might sound weird, it's still faster to do it myself <laughs> sometimes yeah. um, than using an AI at this point. But tomorrow that will probably be different or something. <laughs> Yeah, I was I had the experience. I don't know if you saw the for the cover of the podcast where I was I had this vision in my head and it took me hours to get it right in I was playing with Midjourney. So I basically tried for hours just to get the right kind of like layout and then I had to replace the face to something that looks similar, but I knew from the beginning that if I would do it myself as in I would just bring like a stock photo, uh, just photograph myself and paste it on in Photoshop and just make it look good. It would take, it would be so much faster to get the, I think it's really good in creating broad ideas, but when you want to perfect them, the exact expression, the exact pose, then it's not good with the specifics. It's good with very broad things. Um, exactly. And yeah. because play. it takes too long and it takes too long to describe the exact thing, right? It's very difficult. And polish your prompt because yeah. we're almost there, but we need a tiny little change. Maybe one a curl in my hair or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so you keep prompting. Plus, I think yeah, mid-journey is addictive. Uh, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist, I would say, but I do like things to be as intended, <laughs> if I can say it that way. And so the other day I was playing with my journey and I was like, oh, wow, four hours passed. <laughs> I, <didn't even laughs> I mean, I have fun. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, but, but I still think it, it doesn't come close enough to, to really putting the, what's in here out there. Um, I think it still takes more time than doing it myself. Yeah. Most of it. But I think I read, I think that they're building now an interface that's going to make it easier. It's not just going to be prompt. It's going, you're going to have UI for that, like to change properties and stuff like that. So I have a, an idea for a project that I almost started, but then I was like, no, focus on your priorities. So, because I see, and again, when I see all of these beautiful images created and they have references to, whatever, dark German movies, whatever. And they use that in the prompt. I was like, I didn't even know that reference existed, right? So you need to have like very large cultural references to pull from if you want a certain visual. So I wanted to create kind of like a catalog of all visual references, right? It's good for art directors in general, but UI is just one use case where you can have like a catalog of all directors, the like the looks of here's how whatever a Tarantino visual looks like. Here's how Alfred Hitchcock visual looks like, right? So you have all the directors, you have all the artists, you have all the periods in art or whatever. Um, just create like a massive CMS collections or like, you know, database of, yeah. So maybe, maybe ChatGTP can help with that. <laughs> making the oh, list. I, I, it did. It did. I asked it to catalog. I have it all outlined. I was this close from, from buying the domain. I think I wanted to buy like prompt book or something like that. Uh, and then I was just like, you know what? It's just the 
cataloging and t- and then I was I almost you know hired somebody on Upwork to do the collection and data entry in the CMS because that's all, what's going to take hours. Um, maybe I'll still do it, kind of like as a challenge, and because uh, I thought it can be cool to build like a membership website where like people can see like whatever 20 references for free but if they want access to the whole catalog they can pay a subscription thought it can be kind of like a cool way to demonstrate webflow's membership and do like a side project but i yeah. think it sounds great for for people who don't know how to look for those things yeah yeah because i, I was when you talked about it, i was like but everybody has access to chat the gtp but at the same but time, that's not visual. That's not a catalog, like a visual catalog. Exactly. So you still have to know what you're looking for. And if exactly. you already know that, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Also, camera settings from certain photographers, I think it's so exactly. Important. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Anyway, I have it all like I've asked Chat GPT to outline this project and it did. So I have it all ready. It's just like I know my problem is I like to start things and then I'm like, oh, this actually takes much longer than I thought. And then I get sidetracked. So now I try to keep myself focused on the priorities. I, I know. That's why my uh, personal websites is not renewed recently. <laughs> Reason, yeah. Mine is not being written up. <laughs> Last time I updated mine, like was six years ago, I think six, seven years ago, it's still not updated. I was like, I need to do that as well. That can also be con- good content for YouTube. And I was like, yeah, really? I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's, I want to do it. It's just not a priority. Well, same, same, well I, I, most of my clients come through referrals or, or I work with long-term clients. So I actually, I think in my entire career, maybe three times I landed a client through my website for as far as I know. Um, so it does help when people refer me, but it's not yeah. like I'm it's mostly when people Google you to just look credible, right? If sure. if you have your own pipeline, anyway. Yeah, but I I also think I'm putting it off because I think one of the most difficult things is to create your own website. For me, anyway, I yeah. heard it from others. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's because a saying in, in Hebrew. Do I don't know if it translates to English, like the 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 cobbler goes barefoot or something like that the person co- person who makes the shoes is that a cobbler i don't know like don't anyway know. yeah you make websites and then you don't have a website yeah <laughs> classic you can do it all so you have too many choices i think it for me anyway it's I, I like a certain style but i also like the other styles when i'm working on for a moment on you're excited about what you're doing right now it kind of reflects your brand and then you get detached from it uh, because of work or whatever happens. And then uh, you come back to it and you already have seen so many more things that right now, okay, so this was nice, but this is nicer. And then you might want to start again or start trying yeah. other new things. Or well, I have, I seriously have considered sometimes hiring someone to do my website. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I see a lot of people are doing it. Even like b- big design agencies do it. Or sometimes design agencies would have other agencies do their branding and stuff like that. It's not very uncommon. I I didn't know that because I uh, yeah. I thought it was cheap if I do that, <laughs> so I didn't. No, no. <laughs> so have you seen the Apple's Vision Pro thing? 
I know I've seen one ad coming or or preview of a YouTube video coming. But I haven't had the time to dive into it yet. Yeah. All right. I wanted to hear your... the new iPhone. Well, I... oh no, no, they announced their glasses. They yeah, yeah. they're comparing it. This is ah cute. no, yeah, yeah. I do not think it's the new iPhone. I saw a lot of people who are like, yeah, this is a game changer, but I don't think it's a game changer. I mean, I think it's uh, they focused on entertainment, which is better than what Facebook did when they focused on gaming. So people are going to watch it to watch movies, but I don't see myself change the way I work to do it. You're not going to like, there's no reason for me to sit in my office all day long where I, I already have big screens here, right? I don't think I need to sit with something on my head. I don't see people having calls with this. I don't see people walking down the streets with this. Um, and some people say, oh, it's just like it's Gen 1, right? Remember how the iPhone was so crappy? But honestly, no, the iPhone, the first iPhone is exactly what we have today. It's just we have like a bigger screen or something. But it was, and faster, but it's just, it's the same thing. And this thing is still going to be on my head, uh, you know, obstructing my face and everything. So I don't know. I actually think I don't know if you saw the there's a the commercial that they did where like the father sits with their with their kids in the uh, birthday and he's like with this thing on and he is like taking like 3D photos of his kids but he looks so weird and it's kind of like dystopian where it's like really are you gonna be at your kid's birthday with this it's not like an exciting future uh, it's no. It's it's detaching. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I played a game I think a few years ago. I'm not very good at gaming. I usually get a little bored after a while because in my strategic mind, I always think, well, but if you would have done this, if that was possible, then I would have made it. And now I can't because I'm limited. So I, I usually get bored quickly with games. But this particular game was about a world where everybody goes into uh, into some kind of VR stasis. So everybody lives in a VR world, which I think could be interesting, but it was like an addiction. Uh, so everybody's detached. There's no more human connection. And I, I think that is true. The more devices and things we have that disconnects from each other. Yeah. Why would everybody even go out? I, I think, I think, I don't know. How old are your girls? You have four girls? I got four girls. Yeah. Girls. How old are they? <laughs> My first daughter is 24. Um, I've got a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Okay. Wow, that they're already grown up, like more, more, way more than mine. I was going to ask about your approach for, you know, kids and uh, and oh, like please. mobile phone devices, that kind of stuff, like technology. But that is, I guess it's. Still, such a struggle. Well, not well, not really with my twenty-four-year-old. She still grew up without a phone or or a very simple one to be able to be reached. But, uh, yeah, my younger ones, it's it's difficult. But for me, uh, uh, I think it's important that there's a balance, right, between between tech life or online life and uh, uh, um, yeah, living in the real world i mean we still have trees and, and beautiful birds and you know for now <laughs> for now yeah <laughs> ah, later as well in the VR world exactly but, uh, 
No, but I, we've always tried to manage a balance. So, so maybe a few hours a day, they were allowed to uh, to use those devices and, and disappear on it. Um, and in the rest of the day, do something else. Um, and if you want to look something up, that's okay, right? If, you, if you're curious or you're doing homework or anything, but not going on to social media and chatting and gaming and all that stuff. And that's went pretty good. But the more the world depends on people being online, the harder it gets. And yeah. as a parent to control whether they are doing their homework on their phone uh, or not, that is uh that's a day job. So yeah, it's, it has been a struggle. Definitely. And now with like, I'm honestly, so my kids are six and nine, so they don't have phones yet. Although they're at home playing on our devices all the time. I'm like worried mainly because of AI. I'm like, if my kids are chatting with a chat all day long, that can be their best friend and is not annoying as people are, because people are annoying sometimes and are they're difficult. Uh, if you can always have like a nice AI talking to you, that's a big concern for me personally on that front. I think that fact, like you said, people can be annoying or things like that. Is, I, I think it's not more... annoying, but people are difficult, right? Sure. <laughs> Relationships are challenging. Let's say, say that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, but I do think it's important to learn that uh, from a kid, uh, for, from when you're young, uh, learning to to deal with difficult yeah. situations with other beings <laughs> so to speak um so i think like i said it's those are tools or if i can describe it really black and white and there should be a balance personally myself i live basically live online i work i work uh, i work online everything is on my computer but i do try to keep at least one one day of the week it's usually sundays is uh no tech day <laughs> so i do anything else but nice nice on sunday yeah, usually Sundays. Oh, and yeah. That means if a client or maybe there's someone reaching out for work, I will obviously. Wait, see you do this or like the whole family does this as a family thing? Uh, I do it personally, but also with the family when whenever possible. Yeah. Just have a day and yeah, it's okay to be bored for a moment if you don't know what to do. I think that's also because that's just a moment. Right. Sometimes you just have to start something and then oh, it's actually quite fun. So <laughs> um, just just to have a balance between. But I've always said that ever since I started working on computers, I always wanted to. Uh, this this sounds really crazy. Right. But the more tech I'm going to use, I also wanted to uh, learn how to make fire. I mean, I love hiking. I love camping. I, I used to go in the mountains, long hikes. So something super basic that that humans always use to survive on this earth was making fire. So no, who knows how to make fire without a lighter or something? And I think that is my weirdness, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but to have something like a balance, I think that's important. We were now in uh, on a trip in Africa, and we were, you know, uh, visiting like uh, villages and tribes where people. I don't know if they do it for a show off for the tourists, but they were like lighting fires with the stick. And it was like so impressive. It's just like you see this and then, you know, both my head and the kids' brains were like, oh my God, this is 
although this is like, hey, this is humanity for like tens of thousands of years have been doing this. And we are like now so detached from it that it was just like mind blowing. And then you try it yourself and it's so difficult. It's just like a skill that we are detached, completely detached from. That's, yeah. but, but that's weird, right? I mean, it's something yeah. so, so back to basic of that and that we don't know it. But if would some something would happen with the, the technical infrastructure that we're used to in our world, man, I'm gonna have a great job making fires for people. <laughs> yeah. I will still be freelancing here. <laughs> <laughs> freelancing fire starter. Yeah, yeah. That's the the doomsday job. So I have a backup for. <laughs> exactly, it's the master plan, right? Yeah, but it's a. Uh... Yeah, but I, I think in, in everything, if, if you want to play games on your phone, I also think it's good to do sports, right? For your health, for your for your uh, uh, development, how you yeah. feel about yourself. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So I want to ask you something, you know, regarding family and, and, and work. You know, I... I'll, I'll say about myself, I had in the last year a few challenging like health issues with the family. And I know we don't have to go into detail, but I know that you had a tough year as well. And my experience has been that when something happens with my family life, I've been so distracted and unable to work and, and focus basically on anything. I wanted to hear from you, how you handle this. I imagine this has been probably similar, but only much, much uh, larger, I guess, in your case. And I wanted to hear, how did you, did you take time off? Did you tell people I'm not going to be available? Did you felt bad? Did you like, what was the experience of you trying to balance or situation between family and work uh that was tough last year uh, so initially to give a little bit of background um we have decided to 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 make a move to uh to spain from ecuador for for uh for a period of time just to be able able to recover a little bit especially education for my for our daughters daughters um because well, everybody was impacted on the education level and we just wanted them to recover a little bit faster than was possible in Ecuador. So that was one of the main reasons uh, for me personally um, in Europe or um, for me, it was a little bit more doors open for for additional streams of income plans that I had. And uh, so we're like, yeah, let's let's try. Let's let's go uh, check out Spain and do that. But in the middle of doing that uh, with all the paperwork and, and registering, you're, you're getting a house, <laughs> uh, but also setting up your, your tax things, uh, the, the obligations you have. Um, it's when my mother passed away, uh, which was fairly unexpected. Um, I, I honestly, I thought she was she wasn't going to live up to 100 years and she was always positive and, and doing her thing. But uh, it appeared she had cancer and um when she found out is when she felt that she was getting aches and pains and, and so she just went to go uh, to check it out 
and then because of her age uh, the 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 doctor said okay we cannot cure this it's too too far spread but we can uh treat it so at least to to lengthen uh, what is left of your life right that's basically what they told her um so of course that that's tough news <laughs> so when, when she told me that was quite an impact i was happy that was at least in europe which is a little bit closer by um but she said no stan everything is okay we're just going down this path right now get set up in spain and then you come to the netherlands and okay so i not really what I wanted to do, but it was the logical thing to do at the moment. So I was okay. Let's do that, and then we'll uh, we'll meet later. But sadly, she got Corona, um, COVID when when during this time, and after that, it was just in less than a week she was she passed away. Um, but what what that does to you? That's you cannot really prepare for that. It's so awkward. You are, um, okay, so you have your own business, right? It's not like, hey, hey, uh, boss, I'm, I'm going to have, need some time off. You are your boss. How the heck do you manage that? That was I've had so much difficulty with that, trying to think, well, okay, uh, let's, let's take maybe two weeks to, to process everything and then slowly pick it up again. Uh, at the same time, I was also in a country where I'm not living. So I didn't really have a home. So you also have to deal with all kinds of other things going on. Um, and I had such an incredibly hard time calculating how much time things would take. And so I also, by the way, before I say this, I, I'm so grateful for everybody in my life who was so understanding, so supportive. Um, that was such a huge help. Um, so that's good to learn you know that right from your friends and family but to 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 see it applied if you can say it that way uh it's, it's a very beautiful thing to see so I, that that's a huge thank you thank you to everybody um but to calculate when when can i work okay so then you promise something to a client from hey look okay so I, I, we're behind you need your work uh, i'm going a little bit slower than usual but let's say um, uh, I'm going to present this work to you in two weeks. Um, they agreed. Obviously, that was that was super cool. But and then I didn't make the deadlines, and I felt so terrible about myself. Okay, should should I should I take more time off uh, because this is not good either, right? I'm, I'm setting expectation with my clients, and then I cannot meet the deadlines. Um, so I felt on top of everything else going on, I felt so out of control. Um, and this this happened various times with, with many things, not only work, also with friends. Hey, um, somebody wants to to come visit me, and I said, well, "Okay, let's do that next week. Uh, I think we can do something. Everything is chaotic, but vamos." <laughs> um, so, so I, I think I think the keywords here, and and like you said, unable to concentrate and, and things like that. That was tough. You, you're not easy. You can think about it, but you're not prepared for it. I don't think. So, um, yeah, like, awkward. yeah, and it's not, yeah, I don't know if awkward is the word. It's just like, sounds very tough and like you, it's so difficult to limit your dealing with life to two weeks as if after two weeks, you're back to normal. 
but you're not back to normal. And it's like, no, you're trying to yeah, promise. Right? Yeah. You know, you're getting behind. They need their things. And I, I, I would say one, one of my clients uh, decided to work with someone else. And I told him, thank you. Um, because I felt bad that he wasn't moving forward. Yeah. Um, and that's sure that, that's, that sucks. Uh, also really nice uh, working with this person, but I totally understood. And for me, it was actually a little bit, it took a little bit away the feeling uh, that I was responsible for. Um, I, I don't know how that, how else to express that. Um, but yeah, and, and, and that continuously until you really get a grip. Yeah. Again, my situation was obviously a little bit different than most people because I was also in the, in the middle of a, a move to another country and the whole thing. But yeah, it was. Uh... My latest struggle or the things I try to understand and come to grips with is how little control we have about everything in our life, in our business. I'm like, I, I hear this all the time and I get slapped in the face and most slaps in the face is just like, hey, this is not what I planned for. Uh, this is not how I imagined things would happen, but this is just like, you just don't control it. Like you have, yeah, it's just maybe releasing control of the notion that you're in control, right? Uh, Eventually, we can plan. I'm, 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 one of my normal things to do is before I go uh, finish my day, I do a uh, projection of what my next day is going to be. Also, some reflecting what what didn't happen today, what should have done, why, etc. The whole thing. And that helps me to plan my days pretty clearly. Sometimes there's an interruption because something happened with a website that, that uh, needs to be fixed right away. But most of the time, no. So I'm, I'm pretty much know what my next day, what kind of know what my next day is going to be like. But in those cases, if, if, if that is your habit um, and everything gets turned upside down, you have no control the feeling of having no control is is one of the the biggest struggles i guess um yeah in those situations that in in reality you're right i i don't think we are in control we partially or we think we do but not always like like what we're talking about or what happened with your family uh things happen and then you need to deal with it somehow yeah it's i'm reading a book right now um, it's funny because this concept of, you know, you're not in control, it comes up in so many places, like, I guess, Buddhist Eastern kind of like philosophy of like, but also, so now I'm reading a book called fooled by randomness. It's, um, basically about the role of, yeah, randomness in life. And, um, one of the points is like the point of the book is people think that they are in control, but there are so many random things that's going and mostly we're not in control, but we're telling stories or narratives as to what happened. And we're thinking that there is logic and pattern, but mostly it's just us telling stories. But just this morning when I got to the office, I basically finished the book and he was like finishing up with some kind of like takeaway that 
some sometimes like having things being random and out of control is maybe not good for us but he gave an example of like so if like we're eating dinner and you know that you have a train that arrives at whatever 815 you're you're very stressed to know that you need to get to your train and you'll be stressed because you're trying to control to make sure that you hit this thing and I don't know you'll leave in the middle just to make sure that you get there while if you you never knew the time of the train and it was just like yeah train comes every 35 minutes but you never know right you would be much more kind of like relaxed because you know and I'll finish when I'll finish and I'll go there I'll probably have to wait for a little bit but you would be more relaxed if you didn't have the notion of I'm in control I know and I'm going to make sure that it happens this way. I don't know if it makes sense, but um, absolutely to, yeah. to be more in a moment. That, that that's actually talking about trains in Ecuador. It's uh, you can you can just stop a bus anywhere uh, as as they pass. You did will just stop and take you unless it's on a highway or something. But uh, th that takes away a lot of stress because here in Europe or in, in Holland anyway, if you, if you don't make it to the bus stop. And the, the the driver hasn't seen you or you're too far yeah. away. Forget it. You're gonna have to wait for the next bus. <laughs> and sometimes that's uh, hours later in the smaller villages. Yeah. Um. So so that freedom makes you more relaxed, right? I'm, I finish up. Okay. So I'm a little bit late, but I do want to finish my food and say goodbye to my family, and then I go to to work. And then yeah, there's a bus every minute <laughs> if you want to. Um. So that but. I agree. To, to, we, we tend to plan too tight um, because that's an idea I've been playing with as well, right? To be more in the now. Uh, and of course, you, you, you need to make plans. You need to set goals. Where do you want to go? But don't make it too tight. This needs to happen by now. And this needs to happen by now because what happens is that you feel that you failed. Uh, and and you, you're no longer seeing the, the steps that you did take, right? Yeah. The things to be grateful. And that is something related to what we talked about before with the whole thing happening with my my uh, my mother. Um, there are so many things to be grateful about. Apart from everything that was difficult, there are so many things that I was also grateful for. Um, but because you're trying, you're doing so, so much your best to control everything, it, it gets worse. You feel more that you need to stress more because you're not doing it correct. And I think that is, uh, this is an extreme case, but I think that is in daily life of many people, the same thing, like yeah. you mentioned. Was there anything that you have found helpful during this tough time? Like Helpful for sure. you? I don't know. Sure. Well, like I mentioned, uh, the, 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 uh, how people were there for, for us um uh, the support we, we receive but also things like what we're talking about right now uh to 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 let go of to want to control something yeah sometimes put you back in control if that makes sense and that is something i did learn and i do think that's a very important lesson sometimes it is the way it is and then if at the moment you accept it like when you missed the train you missed the train you cannot turn back time so at that moment it's might be annoying but it the pressure falls away and then you have to solve it so you're in control again right you wait for the next train 
if that makes yeah. sense. All right, we have to start wrapping up. Let's ready. <laughs> let's finish off with like a positive thought for the future. Like, what are you optimistic about? What are you excited about? We need more stories. <laughs> um, I'm also excited about AI. I, um, the development. Uh, I'm I'm super curious where this all leads. I understand there's also uh, a bunch of worries uh, about where it's going, and I I do think it's important to keep um, to keep monitoring that. But I'm especially excited. Will we finally have flying cars as Back to the Future <laughs> promised? We are late. That was 2020, right? <laughs> 21. Um, My hope is that, you know, because we have so many concerns, right? Hey, be worried about AI. Hey, be also worried about climate change. Hey, be worried about the financial meltdown. So my hope is that this type of creativity and perhaps technology would help us solve some of these other problems in ways that we can't see right now, but might be hopefully possible because of these technologies hopefully that's my optimistic hope i guess i hope so too i i, I think it, it will partially solve several problems that we've been dealing with um if we manage it well yeah for sure all right stan but thank you so much for doing this conversation with me always a pleasure to chat man yeah this was fun that's it yeah uh... where should people if people want to reach out where they should do it, how they should do it, like social media platform, website, something. What's the best place to say want to reach out? Reach out. I LinkedIn. You can find LinkedIn. me on LinkedIn. Um, right. on my website, which is slightly outdated uh, at the moment, <laughs> um, and that's the best way. Or at Flux, of course. Awesome. So I'll put all the all the links in the show notes. Cheers, awesome. dude. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks. Talk to you soon.